You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am thrilled. A walk-off, grand slam, home run, playing Kentucky on on Friday in what amounts to our first round, spring practice starting a week from Friday. It's a good time to be an Alabama sports fan. Yeah, it was. I'll tell you, and you know that I'm not a big baseball guy. First of all, this episode is brought to you uh, by Built Bar as a uh, you know, that's well, I take that back. It usually is bought to you by Built Bar. This episode, this one brought to you by Rock Auto, rockauto.com. I'll oh. talk to you, everybody, about Rock Auto here in just a minute. The fuzzy but, dice people. Although yeah, the fuzzy, fuzzy dice people. The, the people, they have everything but the fuzzy dice. That ought to be their motto. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> Do they the have case, that stuff that makes your car smell like cherry? Um, Probably. You mean marijuana? <laughs> uh, Does marijuana smell? I'm such a nerd. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. I've. I've. As I very famously have never smoked dope in my life, and never, um, ever, yeah. ever. And let me tell you a funny story really quickly. So I was at Alabama, right? I may have told you this before, but I was at Alabama in ninety ninety one through ninety five, I guess. And I was an SAE in the SAE fraternity house. And and they were very famously like booted from campus several times for drugs. Um, I don't know about (laughs) several times, but like at least twice. (laughs) And um, I also came from a private school in Birmingham called Indian Springs, which is, you know, historically pretty left leaning. Um, And uh, it, it was known for, having faux Grateful Dead concerts without the Grateful Dead there. <laughs> the entire experience. That's pretty the, cool to be known for that. Yeah. Now, um, and, and then, uh, so I was in SA at Alabama and I was always, you know, like I am now, I mean, I was kind of hyper. Um, uh, and I also uh, got no, random nosebleeds. I mean, just random as hell. And, yeah. um, so people just thought this is the biggest cokehead that's ever walked on Alabama's campus. <laughs> uh, I can see that. Uh, I can. I, yeah, can oh, they, I can see the false ac- accusations there. I can see that. And and you know I'd be like, y'all don't understand. I'm not on coke. What makes y'all think I'm on coke? Hey, I gotta I gotta run. I gotta go back to the SAE house. I, I left my I left my nosebleed medicine. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, but anywho. Uh, so I very famously don't like baseball very much, but um, after sports blitz last night, I, I made it home in time to see the Alabama game. And, and I was like, you know, because we're on a text chain with a bunch of our friends and one of them started uh, talking about the baseball game. So everybody chimed in and I, all of a sudden I was interested. I was like, okay, are we going to screw this up? And, you know, it's what, eight to six or nine yeah. to seven or whatever the hell it was. And, um, all of a sudden, Alabama gets a man on. They get another man on. South Alabama has an error that leads to, like, the bases loaded. Then they have another error, which leads to a run or something. And then the announcer gets up there and says, okay, this guy um, – what, uh, what's, what's the guy's name again? Owen Diodotti. Uh, yeah, Diodotti. Owen Diodotti. 
Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to say Dan Tony, but I knew that wasn't right. I was like, well, that would be a story. If Dan Tony quit coaching in the NBA to come back clean up for Alabama one time. Um, but anyway, and he, and the guy was like, yeah, he hit a grand slam the other day. Let's see if he can do. Oh, my God, he did it again. <laughs> it was a good call. Um, and you, it was. The stat he laid out there was pretty amazing. So um, Diodati has been to the plate three times with the bases loaded this year. All three times he's hit grand slams. <laughs> Which is just That's bonkers silly. nuts. That makes That's... it sound like it's so easy to hit home runs against college pitching. Which it does. Just, it, yeah, that's a crazy stat. What a, it was a fun game. It had everything in it. It's people that know I live in Mobile, so of course, you know, I'm a USA Jag baseball fan. Uh, you know, not so much football or basketball, although I keep up with what goes on. But I, I like USA baseball. Always have. They have a great baseball program. I think people will be stunned to hear the litany of high-quality pro baseball players that have come from the South Alabama baseball program. It's just really good from Luis Gonzalez, uh, John Lieber, uh, just, just uh, you know, any, any number of, uh, of great players, and it's a good program. It's not so good this year, but they do have one great player that I hyped up on Twitter, Ethan Wilson, who's from Andalusia, Alabama, and Ethan Wilson is a projected first-round pick, and uh, Alabama doesn't have one of those, but South does, and uh, – He's banged up. He hurt his foot in the preseason. He had to DH the first couple of weeks of the season just because he couldn't run around in the outfield. So he played hurt, but he did get the biggest hit of the game last night for the Jags with a bases loaded double in the eighth inning that gave the Jags their second lead of the game. But then here comes Owen Diodotti and the the Alabama. Alabama's very good. Let me tell you, I, I don't know that they're a threat to get to Omaha, but the SEC is just brutal. But as brutal as it is, this Alabama baseball team has a chance to make some noise. I I think they're very, very good, but the league is just brutal. You could finish in fifth, sixth, seventh, ninth in the SEC and still be really good. That's just just the fact of of what the situation is. Well, I'm going to let you uh, save the rest of your – Jaguar brown nosing for locked on South Alabama. Um, <laughs> as as I will as I will let that three minute diatribe about how kick ass it is to be. In the- I mean, it's you- great to be. I don't even know their cheers. I go to the no. They do have a cool cheer. They do have one cool cheer. This is fun when you go to the the baseball games and they get the bases loaded. This has gone on forever. I remember when I was six years old. And they still do it to this day, 45 years later. When the Jags have the bases loaded, the PA guy says, the bags are full of Jags. I I still like it. I still like it that I'm 51. Oh, God, that's funny. That's funny. Um, Okay, Uh, let me tell everybody about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is where you want to go for all the parts your car will never ever need except fuzzy dice. But go there if you need a chassis or an axle rod or a Johnson pad or whatever your car needs. (laughs) Johnson pad. I don't know anything about cars, but they know everything about cars. And the site is incredibly easy to navigate. Go check out uh, RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com. It's where you want to go. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O 
Dot-com. Trust me on this. I've been to this site because I'm like, look, I got to know how to navigate this thing. And it's easy as pie. It's easy as adjusting your rear view mirror. That's how easy it is to get to rockauto.com and save a boatload or a minivan load, should I say, full of money. Because you're going to, if you go to the local store, you're probably going to get ripped off. You probably are. So go to Rock Auto, get this stuff on the cheap, then use your buddy who's a mechanic to get the part replaced, whatever it is, and boom, you've made plenty of cash. So that's what you do. Go to rockauto.com. Now, meanwhile, Blue Chew. want to tell everybody about Blue Chew. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. It's making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform, baby. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical professionals, and bada-bing, bada-boom, next thing you know, you've got a blue chew. There you go. You don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. You're chewing the mothers. Chew is in the name. Blue chews, it's a dental and tell Tadalafil, Tadalafil. It has the respelling. I had to use it. Tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Go to bluechew.com, use promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on to receive your first month free. Free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. That is a certainty. Blue Chew, go check them out. Bluechew.com. Okay, Jimmy, so we bragged on uh, the baseball team for a minute. Um, basketball team, obviously, waiting on the winner of uh, Kentucky-Mississippi State. And, you know, here's hoping they're still ready to rock. I mean, I, it still kind of doesn't feel like March madness. I mean, it it feels more like September silliness. I mean, it's not really madness right now. It's because of COVID. I, it's because of COVID, right? I mean, I know, in terms- I know, I know, I know. I know it's because of COVID, and we all hate COVID, and COVID sucks. But I'm – I'm kind of hoping like when Alabama rolls the ball out there on Friday that I'm in a better place. (laughs) It is a weird, I mean, everything feels weird because of COVID. Uh, The other day I was figuring out, you know, what we're, what, what, what me and the wife are going to do Sunday and uh, I'm kind of piecing it together. And then, all the, I mean, it, it almost occurred to me out of nowhere, like, holy shit, it's Selection Sunday. Oh, and Alabama might be playing for the SEC Tournament Championship. It, it, it was like, I guess because, A, we haven't been in this position in so long, it wouldn't be first and foremost in my mind. And secondly, it's like all the other things that get – I mean, the, the TPC is this weekend. I know nobody cares about that, but that's the Players' Championship one the fifth biggest golf tournament in the world. Uh, uh, I, I go to that almost every year and uh, because we, we have good friends that live there. And uh, I've gone to it every year, and this year it wasn't even a consideration. So it's one of the few years I didn't buy tickets and, and go, and that's this week. And uh, so it, everything is still upside down, and uh, maybe that's what hasn't really struck us. But, yeah, we play Kentucky Friday the SEC tournament, and uh, 
how cool would it be to win this SEC tournament? Because when Wimp Sanderson was here, the last time we were really good in basketball, year after year after year, we used to win this thing year after year after year. So it, w- it would be great if we pulled this off. Yeah, I would love to see us win it. Just Because um, it does feel like, and it, wrongly, that the SEC regular season championship is third or actually fourth. I would put things in this order. If your team wins the national championship, that's first, obviously. If they make it to the final four, that's second. If they win their conference tournament, that's third. And if you win the regular season championship, that's fourth. It shouldn't be that way. No, but no, it, no. You're, you're exactly right. And so we've already done a, a pretty good thing. But it, to lose in the first round or what would be our first round to Kentucky – would just bring out the naysayers in droves. And I'm talking about the crimson naysayers. That's right. I mean, I mean, if we have fans that are, well, first of all, when we lose, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of people. And it's okay to be frustrated when you lose. But if any fan is frustrated because we don't win the SEC tournament on top of winning the regular season in a season we were never expected to win. Who was picking Alabama to crush the SEC and easily win the regular season? No one. So now if you're like, well, of course we're going to win the tournament. I mean, that's just – I'm not sure how realistic that is. Now, that said, I'm also a believer in this. The best team should win the game. I think over the course of the season we have proven – that Alabama's the best team. Alabama should beat Kentucky. They should beat whoever they play Saturday. They should beat whoever plays Sunday. I'm just recognizing that basketball's hard. Our league is full of good teams. The SEC is better than most people think. We rank very highly in the Ken Pomeroy Conference rankings, which is a lot of science behind, and our league is tougher than what people think. So, I wouldn't say that my personal expectations are set on win the conference tournament or it's a disappointment, but uh, we should win. We're favored to win. We'll be favored to win every game this weekend. Do you really think so? Because I wonder. um, Yeah, I guess we probably will. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Don't you think if we play Arkansas Sunday, we'd still be favored to win? Yeah, I mean, probably. about by two, by three, by four. It won't, yeah, it won't but it, favorite is favored. You're right. Favorite is favored. I think you're right. Uh, Jimmy, let me go ahead and um, do a couple of these other live reads. There's four live reads for you people today, so lucky y'all. Um, BetOnline.ag is where you are all these quality people. Let's be really excited about our blue chews. Let's chew our blue chews on the way to, to uh, order our Rock Auto Parts. And let's just speaking, agree to do that at this point. Speaking of hard, something that isn't hard is going to betonline.ag and signing up and making a boatload of money when you bet on the tide or whoever else you want to bet on at betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Put in 100 bucks, you get 150. Put in 150 bucks, uh, you get 225. I don't know. Do the math. You get a calculator on your computer. I can't operate my calculator right now, but betonline.ag, they have calculators. They know what's going on. They will help you out 
put in the best bet that'll win you the most cash. So go to betonline.ag. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can bet on basketball. You can bet on reality TV, people. I can't stress this enough. That's a turning point for somebody out there who's been dying to bet on The Bachelor. You might be that guy or gal listening to this podcast, and you've been like, God, I've been nailing these Bachelor picks ever since The Bachelor came on 42 years ago. And now you got a chance to bet on them. That's a big deal. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on, get that 50% welcome bonus, and thank Jimmy and me later on. Meanwhile, Built Bar. Built Bar, oh man, I can't tell y'all enough good things about me. Y'all know I love me some Built Bar, right? I mean, I've always loved Built Bar, gonna love Built Bar, never stop loving Built Bar. Built Bar's the best. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on 20, get 20% off. And you can also follow Built Bar at Twitter at built underscore bar. And you can check it out on builtbar.com too. But they have um they're doing the their bracket, like these flavors against one another. Oh my God. And the and look, I'm with Jimmy. Whatever that brownie cookie chunk one was they sent us a while back, that's the winner. Now the rest of them are playing for a tournament that doesn't include that bar because that bar was incredible. I also love carrot cake. Y'all know how I feel about carrot cake. I love carrot cake at builtbar.com. It's amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. You can't beat that. It's got low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, awesome stuff. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20. That's LOCKEDON20 at builtbar.com. Get 20% off that order. And um, again, you will be thanking Jimmy and me later on, and we will appreciate your appreciating us. Okay, Jimmy, um, what else can we get to here? I'm sort of bouncing around uh, the basketball thing. There's really not much more to say until we know who the opponent is. Um, I don't – I mean, it's going to be it's going to be kind of silly if Mississippi State wins, right? I mean, everybody's going to be like, that's, that's not what we wanted. Yeah. It's almost like everybody is just penciled in, well, Alabama versus Kentucky Friday 11, which isn't fair to a tough, physical Mississippi State team that could win the game. I, I, I do believe Kentucky will win. Uh, I think Kentucky has played better down the stretch than they did early. Obviously, they have a talent advantage. Obviously, there's a history of Kentucky playing well in the tournament. Maybe there's a little bit of boogeyman to it where Alabama's like, oh, shit, we're going to have to play Kentucky. So I, I think you add all that up. And, and, but, but I do think it will be Kentucky. And that's fine. I just think our players will be less shaken by the fact they have to play Kentucky. I think our players will be like, well, we've already beat these guys twice. And I, I think our players will be less intimidated by the Kentucky on their jersey than the fans will be because they've beaten them twice. So, uh, you know, let's, let's just beat Kentucky and move on to the next game. And, hey, regardless of what happens, we have a good seed, we have a good chance. And what me and you have said, Luke, for weeks – and uh, we're right all the time, and we're right about this, is forget about whether Alabama is a one, a two, or a three, because as of right now, that's what's going to happen. Alabama will be a one, a two, or a three. You play a really good team in the second round. I don't care who it is. You play a good team in the second round, and I don't think we need to so much – be focused on one, two, or three. To me, it's more of a focus on how well is the team playing 
because you better be ready to play in round two. You're playing somebody good, period. So that's the way I look at the NCAA tournament. That's the way I look at this weekend, the SEC. I would love to win this weekend and win the SEC tournament. Not to prove that we're a great team. We've already proven that we're a great team in Alabama basketball history. I would like to win this weekend as sort of a nod to Wimp Sanderson, who was such an incredible coach in the SEC tournament time. And Wimp did a great job of consistently getting the team ready to play in this SEC tournament. And that's kind of, you know, that's going to be – I hate to say this because it sounds so awful, but it's going to be like the first line in his obituary. I mean, in terms of he won the SEC tournament like six times. And – I, I want to win this weekend and win the SEC tournament for Wimp because he is sort of the history of Alabama basketball success, or certainly for people of our age. And uh, that's why I want to win this weekend. It's not to put an exclamation point on this season. We've already done that. And it's not to put us in a better position in the NCAA tournament because, like I said, we got to beat somebody really good in round two regardless of what happens. So uh, let's win this thing for Wimp. Uh, he's still around. He's still supportive of the basketball program. And he's still – he's a fan of Nate. I mean, I've seen him say a lot of things extremely supportive of Nate Oates. So let's win this thing for Wimp. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you have indirectly insulted Wimp Sanderson about 30 times in that last branch you had. Like, Imagine that. I mean, you're so morbid. You're like – Let's win it for Wimp. I mean, he's still yeah. with it, but I mean, he's barely hanging on. You've seen him; he looks shriveled. And he is still with us, right? I mean, he's we're, still with us, right? Luke, we're we're only inches away from giving him one of the a mummification, and so let's, let's just win this for old Wimp before his eyes give out completely. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, I think you said it better than I did. In the age of COVID, I guess that's, let me, let me, let me tell you, did I ever tell you the story about when, okay, so uh, t- stop me if I've told you, actually don't stop me because maybe there's somebody who's listening to you and, and then we'll end the podcast on this. But when I was younger, I want to say like 85, you know, 13, 14, 12, somewhere in there. I can't remember exactly. Um, I go to Alabama's basketball camp. And at the time, uh, my dad and uh, the dad of some other guys that were going, they had in, invested in air quotes, in this limousine that uh, they all shared, you know, to look important when they went places, I guess. But the limousine was so shitty, it had like manual windows and stuff like that. From the outside, it looked like, oh my God, a limousine. From the inside, you were like, did I step into the wrong car? What the hell? So, (laughs) you know, we, and my, my friend's dad, who I'm good friends with now, um, was real good buddies with Wimp Sanderson. So, you know, I'm like, oh my God, we got to get to the camp. And they're like, um, no, we're, you know, we're fine. Don't worry about it. And I, I thought, kept thinking we're running late. We're running late. Well, we get there and we're late as shit. The line's out the door at Coleman Coliseum to sign up for camp. And there's, and we come in and my dad, my friend's dad had like spent all morning barbecuing this chicken and, and some other assorted meats. <laughs> So we get out of this limousine holding a tray full of barbecued shit that we take into Coleman. Wimp sees my friend's dad 
everybody saw us pull up in this limousine like late as hell. They thought we would be somebody important. And then uh, my friend's dad hands wimp all this cheese like, oh, hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate this. Y'all don't got to worry about all this damn line and shit. Come on over here and sign up and be done with it. So we went from being, we should have been way back of the line. And we moved to the front of the line after getting out of a limousine, after handing Wimp Sanderson all this chicken, people were intentionally fouling us left and right, all camp long. <laughs> Y'all are the three biggest dickheads we have ever seen in our life. <laughs> so that's my Wimp Sanderson camp story. It, it taught me how to take a punch. <laughs> I want to hear Wimp's take on this. Uh, yeah, when, I don't know. I, you know, I like Wimp. I do. Um, but, uh, yeah, that he can be a little gruff. Uh, anywho, Jimmy, that's hey, one do- of the things, uh, I, I don't have a, a story as good as that. And, and when I, when I tell the entry is people would be so disappointed. This is all I have. But when I don't know, I don't remember the facts and I don't remember if it's because I was a student or if when, when, when I was at Alabama, uh, during the Wimp era, my roommate was a student that worked in the sports information department. So he, he, was, a, he was a student, but he worked in the SID as kind of an unpaid intern because back then you could do stuff like that. And, and he, he got credit for school. But anyway, my roommate worked in the SID office, so I got some access. And, and I'm not sure if it was that or if just anybody could show up. But I went to a handful, not many, but I went to a handful of Alabama basketball practices. And a, a couple of times, I was the only person. I'm like, hey, the basketball team practice is three. I'm going to walk in there. And I'll go in Coleman Coliseum and walk in, and I was the only person that was in the seats watching. And I was 19, 20 years old. And I watched and went wore a microphone on a shirt. So no matter where he was on, on the court, when he, he spoke, everyone could hear it. You know, there was on the so if he was on the opposite side of the court, but you could always hear Wimp. And it was he he was so good, he was very hands on and it was like he he was funny. And and I, I don't think any of it was intentionally funny, but even at 19 or 20, I was smart enough to know, do not laugh out loud. Do not draw any attention to the fact that you're sitting here. <laughs> because even though a lot of things that Wimp said was funny, I was like, I'm not making a noise. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> but I, I watched, I don't know, I, I would love to say I watched 30 practices. I'm sure it was less than 10. But uh, I remember Marcus Webb was on the team. Because uh, I remember a few things that uh, coach uh, coach was getting after Marcus for, and Robert Horry was on the team. Of course, me and Robert are the same age. And uh, oh, I mean, it was great. I mean, I, th- those memories I'll always carry with me that I was able to watch that. And uh, I'm, again, I'm not sure if I was able to watch it because my roommate was in the SID office, or because nobody cared, or because I was just stupid enough to walk in there as a 19 year old. I was going to say, you, man, you got. <laughs> There's so many things of the story. You got to learn how to embellish a story, man. You got to uh, say like you I got other things I could say, but I got other things I could say, but that wouldn't be right. All right, all right. That's going to do it for this episode of everybody. We will be back with one more episode, and uh, maybe we'll preview the Alabama Mississippi All Star Basketball game, which I'll be calling Friday night. So uh, until then, roll tight.
Roll Tide.